What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Casual Critic Podcast. Did you just hear my ankle? Jesus Christ. I'm very happy to have you here. Before we get started, I have a task. I have a favor to ask. Ooh, that kind of rhymed. Um, go head over to my YouTube channel. It's called The Casual Critic. Please subscribe, okay? I would very, very much appreciate it. Watch some videos. I've got some good reviews going up on there. And, uh, yeah, I just need more subscribers. So go subscribe, Casual Critic, on YouTube. Hit the bell. Watch the videos. They're good. Let's get into the podcast episode. So you see the title. Today we're talking about the Batman. But this is the spoiler edition. So on my YouTube channel, I did a no spoilers because it was pretty soon after it came out. But uh, this is going to be spoilers. Talking about the details. Talking about the nitty gritty. Okay. So, um, if you haven't seen it, but you want to know what I thought about the Batman, again, you can go over to that YouTube channel, The Casual Critic, and watch that video. We're also going to be talking about the SAG Awards that happened a hot minute ago, but I don't care. I want to talk about it. I'm going to talk about who won, who was nominated, did I agree with who won, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to be talking about award shows on here. If that's not your thing, I apologize. That was my first episode, was talking about the Oscar nominations. And we're doing it again. But I like talking about award shows. Not a lot of people do very much. But I am one of them. So, and also, by the way, this is chill. If you've listened to the first episode, which if you haven't, I recommend it. But uh, this is just chill. This is raw. No edited. No edited. No editing. So if I fuck it up, we're just going to move on. So let's talk about. Batman. I'm sorry if you're tired of this. I am not. I am eating up all this content. My TikTok for you page is atrocious. It is literally back to back to back Batman edits. Okay? They're Batman. It's Zoe Kravitz. It's fucking Paul Dano. Dano. I still don't know how to pronounce his fucking name. Um, I'm there for them all. I'm there for Paul Dano. Dano. Have you all seen Okja? My good friend showed me that movie. Damn, that movie is so sad, but he's in that. Anyway, oh, what else is he in? Oh, he's in a movie I watched recently. It's fucking weird. It's really weird. He's got Daniel Radcliffe in it. Anyway, if you know what I'm talking about, let me know. But, yeah, we're talking about the Batman. I'm not sick of hearing about it. I want to hear more about it. I want to hear every single detail. I want to see all behind the scenes. Okay, have you all seen that video of Robert Pattinson? He's, like, in the middle of a fight scene in the mayor's apartment. Where you're getting ready to fight Zoe Kravitz a little bit. And he's talking in his British accent. He's like, what? What? We're not doing the beginning. Something like that. I don't know what he said. He's like, what? What? And then I guess Matt Reeves or somebody was like, no, we're doing this. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he gets into fight mode. And it's so interesting to watch. So let's talk about... What do I want to talk about first? I want to talk about Robert Pattinson. Because when I heard he was going to be Batman... I myself was skeptical. I was one of those people. And I like Robert Pattinson. I liked him before he was cast as Batman. I've liked him for a very, very long time. I love Twilight. If you want to fight me on that, that's okay. Um, I've liked him for a long time, but I was like, can he do Batman? And also, before I preface, or before I do this, I want to preface this by saying... I'm not a huge superhero movie fan. Like, I like them. I go see them. And I enjoy myself. But I don't know the backstories and the comics and the lore. I don't know all that stuff. But I'm obviously, like, a lot of people liked this particular Batman movie and thought he did a good job. I'm just saying. So if something is over my head, or if I don't mention something that comic book people 
did pick up on. That's why. Okay, so I don't know everything. I don't know everything about the Batman. I've watched the Nolan Batman movies. I have a terrible time remembering movies, which is a personal problem. <laughs> so I don't remember much. I mean, I know they're fucking awesome. But um, I just wanted to get that out of the way before I really talk about how much I love this movie. So, you know, I was skeptical. Let's go back. I, I was skeptical about Pattinson as well. I was like, can he actually pull this off? Because I've known Batman as like this suave, charming, playboy kind of Batman. You know, that has that persona. And that's how he throws people off that he's Batman. Because he's like this bachelor playboy type. And that is the exact opposite of what Pattinson does with Bruce Wayne and Batman, which I love. It makes more sense to me. I watched this interview where he was like, I, this is Pattinson talking, I think it's more psychotic to play Batman in the way that he has to put on these different personalities when he puts on these different outfits. You know, when he's wearing a suit and going out to an event, he's got this playboy personality where when he's got the Batman suit on, he's fucking in vengeance and dark and mysterious and all that and he was like I think that's more psychotic and scary as a character than to kind of be emo I mean he didn't say that but that's kind of what he was getting at that's what I took it as it's like this Batman in 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 the new one you know Robert Pattinson he is emo and he has every right to be emo he's traumatized like of course he's gonna be like "Uh, uh, sad I'm a sad boy but not in a cringy way, but you know what I mean. Like, of course he's going to be like that. That makes sense. That does make more sense. And I agree with him. And I'm glad that he did that with the character. <laughs> Raw, unedited people. So, yeah. I love Robert Pattinson. I thought he did a fantastic job. He was hot as fuck. Let's just say it. Let's just say it. Okay? When he went, whew, his hair, oh my. Um, Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz. She deserves the world. If she wanted to walk on my face with high heels, bitch, I would let her. I will sew her. I don't even know how to sew. I will learn to sew. And I will sew her a mask. I would do anything for Zoe Kravitz. But specifically Zoe Kravitz in this fucking movie. Oh, Jesus Christ. She, her lines, the way she talked to Batman, hello, I don't, Batman, his nerves are made of steel. He is unpenetrable because I would have been a puddle in the floor. I would have been a puddle in the floor. She kept calling him honey and shit like that. I mean, she did that with everybody, but I was like, oh my God, oh my God. When she's walking through the club, when she's walking through the club, shut up. Get the fuck out of her way, people. Miss Zoe Kravitz is walking through you. Everybody's in the way and everybody's trying to harass her. Shut the fuck up. Let her do her thing. Let her be happy. Shoot. Zoe Kravitz looks good. And she does a great job. Her lines were great. She had some like one-liners that were just... Uh, whenever Batman, they were like up in the tower where his bat signal are. And they were having that little secret meeting. And I think it was when she wanted to go after... Um, like that that drop uh, pickup or whatever, like the drugs where the penguin was or whatever. 
she wanted to go over there, right? That's where they went, and that's where the Batmobile came out, which we will talk about. But he was like, oh, I'm worried. Like, you're going to get hurt, or you're going to get killed, or whatever. And she goes, oh, don't worry. I have nine lives, or something like that. And that's not the exact lines, but when she said that, whoa, whoa, okay? Zoe Kravitz, and Paul Dano. Dano, what the fuck is it? I'm looking it up. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to disrespect this man. How to pronounce Paul Dano. How to pronounce. We're learning this together. Maybe I'm not the only one that's ignorant. Hang on. Paul Dano. Dano. Did I ever say Dano? Dano Dano? Dano? Whatever. Dano. Okay, Paul Dano. He is my favorite villain of all time. And I know that that's a very large statement. He is my favorite villain of any movie ever. Ever. His acting is insane. I was fucking terrified of him. His voice? What is he doing to get him to, him to sound like that? I don't, I don't know. He was absolutely amazing. He can none of the people in this movie could have done a better job. Not Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dono. I'm gonna remember that for sure. Um, not the oh, what's his name? Oh my god, Gordon, whatever the penguin. Oh, not I'm not talking about it. Colin Farrell. They all did so fucking good. Jesus. I didn't realize that was Colin Farrell until way after I watched the movie. I'm going to be honest with you. I had no idea who that was. I had no idea who was playing the penguin. I didn't look into it. But, um, yeah, no one else could have been cast in any of these roles. And it would have been a, as good of a movie as it was. But especially Paul Dono. Don God. I'm just going to say Dono and move on. He was... That's one of my favorite performances I've ever seen in my life. And I wish to God he would get some award you know he's not going to because it's a fucking superhero movie. And we never get what we want. But, uh, yeah. That's one of my favorite performances of all time in any kind of movie. Not just superhero shit. Not just superhero action movie kind of shit. Of all time. He was absolutely terrifying. I was scared... The death of him. Whenever he was doing his little live videos and his voice. And he like had people like. He had the chief of police. Like one guy. I forget his name. Sorry. Um, when he had him in that cage with the rats. What the fuck. And then when the, uh, when the DA had a bomb around his neck. And they were on FaceTime. And the DA started to say something. And he just starts screaming at him. I don't know what Paul Dono has in him. I don't know what, but he's got something fucking crazy in him. Because he, when he started screaming, it was so scary. I, like, literally physically flinched when he started yelling. I felt like he was yelling at me. Um, Yeah, he's my favorite villain of all time. I don't think there's any topping that. I want to see him again. I want to see him in everything. Put him in everything, please. I don't care if it's not a superhero movie. Put the Riddler in everything. The next thing I'm going to say is also a very big statement, but I feel like, I don't, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of people agree with me on TikTok and on the internet and stuff, 
But the Batman is my favorite superhero movie of all time. It's probably in my top 20 movies of all time. I don't think it's in my top 10. Just because what's in my top 10 right now, a lot of it has to do with, like, the nostalgia factor, you know? And this is such a new movie. But as far as, like, if you took that away, you know, if you took all those movies out of that list just because they're nostalgic. Well, not all of them are in that list because of that reason, but, you know, a lot of them are. It would be in my top 10, probably. It's definitely my top 10, like, newer movies. Like, when the, in the past year or so, I highly doubt that another movie that comes out this year is going to top this one for me. I mean, it might, but it's definitely going to be in my top five for this entire year. And I, it's only March, but I'm, I can tell you that right now. I've already seen it twice. I saw it Thursday night for an advanced showing. I could not get this movie out of my head. I had no intention going in to see this movie more than once in the theater. I don't normally do that. But I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I just had to go. So I went Saturday night too. And listen to this. I gotta tell you this story. So I went Saturday night to go watch the Batman. I didn't get in there until 8 o'clock. We all know it's like 3 hours. I didn't stay for the credit scene though the second time obviously why would I do that but it was like 11 o'clock when I got out of there I was so hyped up from this movie that I went downtown of my city okay it's a very small downtown it ain't no big city it's very very small went down there and just was hanging out outside because the weather was good and I couldn't go home because I mean I could I didn't want to go home because I was so hyped up from this movie I've never done that before no movie has ever made me want to do something like that before. I ended up driving around my town for almost four fucking hours because I was so hyped up. I did not get back to my house until almost 4 o'clock in the morning. I didn't go to bed until 4.30. That was because this movie got me all riled up. I was driving around pretending I was in the fucking Batmobile. I got some food, listening to music for hours. I was hyped up. Yeah. I, that's A movie's never done that for me. But, I mean, it has, but not to that extent of being out of my house that late at night. And, uh, there were co- I'm, I'm going to tell this. I don't want to get no trouble now. I don't want to get no trouble. But I was hanging out downtown. And, uh, there were these cops that kept coming by. And it kind of freaked me out. And there was this one that drove by pretty slow and then sped off. Like, hit the fucking gas. And then he made a sharp right turn. And in my head, I'm like, oh shit, he's turning around. Like, why would you make a right turn like that? Like, right down the street. So, I was a little spookied. And then two, like, just a couple seconds later, two more cop cars, right after the other, went around the town square where I was at and did the same thing. Like, drove slow and then hit the gas and turned right. So I jumped into my car because I was like, what the, am I not, like, unless, I'm not getting, I'm not being questioned here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk to them. And it was probably all in my head. But, uh, I was like. I'm going to get out of here because I don't like this. So I hopped in my car and I sat there for a second to see if they were going to come around. Because if they weren't ever going to come around, I was just going to get back out. 
But then they did come back around. <laughs> and I didn't have my car on because I didn't want, like, any lights to pop on yet. So they passed me up. And as soon as that cop was out of my sight, <laughs> I started up and I raved it all out of there. Long story short, I don't know if I ran from the cops the night I saw Batman for the second time or not. I hope I did because it's a great story. But anyway, let's get back to the Batman. That was a little side story. Anyway, so yeah, Batman, favorite superhero movie of all time. The directing was amazing. I love Matt Reeves. I would kiss Matt Reeves on the mouth. I would kiss his forehead. I'd smack his butt and tell him to get on and get to getting to making another one. So, um, yeah, the directing was amazing. All the shots where he was on the bike, I loved it. The shot where he flew off the PD building, loved it. Um, I love what Robert Pattinson did with the character. He brought so much humanity and, like, relatability to Bruce Wayne. Because everyone's like, oh, well, he's just a playboy billionaire. Playboy billionaire, put on a mask, think he's got what it takes to be a superhero. You think he can save the city? But, uh, no. This Bruce Wayne is not necessarily like that. I gotta take a drink of DC Diet Coke for you non-DC fans. Ah, you didn't know this was ASMR, did you? Okay. Uh, oh. I don't care. If you don't like burps, please get out of here. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about in Batman is the fucking car chase scene. <laughs> I know you heard that. Just ignore it. I mean, does your throat not do that when you drink some sometimes? Anyway, the car chase scene is one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever. I know, I'm saying a lot of big words, but it's so fucking cool, and they actually did that shit, like when he flew off the ramp and into the fire, and came up right behind the penguin, and was like, flip the car, flip the car, flip the car, flip the car, that was all real, and that's so cool, thank you Matt Reeves for a practical effects, I love you Matt Reeves, I love you, um, yeah, that was that was fucking epic. I loved every single second of that car chase scene. I hope somebody puts that clip on YouTube because I'm going to rewatch the shit out of that. Last thing that I want to get into, well not the last thing, but one of the last things I want to get into, just the overall feel of the movie. I think a lot of times when we watch superhero movies, like obviously they're epic. It's mostly CGI, but hey, CGI is cool. Let's us see a lot of cool things. And, you know, we normally watch superhero movies and we're like, oh, yeah, that was epic. That was cool. I couldn't do that. You have to have powers to do that. But, you know, normal people, that's impossible. But it was cool to watch. But with the Batman, bitch, when I left the theater, I felt like Batman. Like, I felt like I could do that shit. And obviously, Batman doesn't have powers, and we all know that. But... Like, the fighting stuff, like, I felt like Batman. I just think that's cool, like, to do that with a superhero movie. I don't think a lot of times you get that feeling watching superhero movies, uh, a.k.a. Marvel movies. Honey, I'm looking at you. I'm so sorry, but I am kind of calling you out just a tiny, tiny bit. Um, 
Babe, when I got home, I was fucking air fighting, okay? Punching the air. I was standing on top of chairs. I was hyped the fuck up because I felt like I was Batman. I was vengeance. Uh. I'm vengeance. That was terrible. What is this? Am I just a smoker? Anyway, yeah, I just, I, his fucking fighting is so cool. The scene with Zoe Kravitz in the mayor's apartment, that was awesome. Um, yeah, and then at the end, okay, let's talk about that ending. <laughs> let's talk about that ending. So Riddler's at Arkham, he's got a little, he's got a little buddy. And I thought it was the Joker, right? But I was like, it can't be, it can't be, it's, that's not the Joker, Right? That's not what, this is not what we're doing. But yeah, it is. And of all people, I did not realize this until after. I had no idea who the fuck the Joker was when I watched it. I really didn't even think about it, to be honest with you. I didn't really care. I mean, I cared who was playing him, but I was too, too encapsulated by the, the current film in front of my eyes. That I was like, I know that that's probably the Joker. I don't give a fuck who that is right now. Um, I found out, and I've I've researched it a little, okay? I, I did see some video content of this. I found out that it might be Barry Keoghan. I don't know how to... Let's look up how to say his name. We're learning things together, right? We, we can learn this. If you don't know who that is, that's Droog from The Eternals, who uh, <laughs> I really, really enjoy. <laughs> okay. Barry Kogan. Kogan. That's really not that difficult. Keogan? Okay, whatever. So Barry Kogan from The Eternals, who everyone was kind of fangirling about. I was one of those people. I don't know what it is about that motherfucker, but he is... Yeah, yeah, I'm gay, but he could get it, bitch. I'm gay, but he could get it, bitch. So um, if that's who the Joker is, I think... I just really hope that's right, because if it is... I know that that's going to be incredible and fucking incredible, dude. I saw a video of him doing press for something. I don't know if it was something for the Eternals or if it was something more recent. I don't know. But he was taking questions from the audience and some person got up there and was like, Joker, I'm married to buy the Joker, blah, 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 blah. And the, uh, the commentator there, the interviewer, whoever it was, was like, well, I think that's going to be a no comment from Mr. Kogan, Barry Kogan. I think that's going to be a no comment. And he was just smiling fucking ear to ear and laughing. Barry, I'm on to you, bitch. Barry, I'm on to you. I know you're the Joker. And I'm going to cream my jeans in that theater. Sorry about it. Obviously, I mean, I did a review on the YouTube channel, so people know what my rating is. But it's a 5 out of 5. It's a 10 it's a 10 out of 5. It's a 100 out of 5. The Batman, it's a perfect movie. And, like, even when I give movies 5 out of 5s, I don't necessarily think they're perfect. Because it's extremely hard to find an actual perfect movie. Where there is not one millisecond that you're not 100% engaged. Where there's not a second of maybe the acting is not... You know, the best. Um, some of my favorite movies of all time, I don't think that they're absolutely perfect. Which is weird. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that make the Batman one of my... I don't know. 
I don't want to think about it. That's hard to think about. I don't like rearranging my favorite movie list. It's hard on me. It's mentally taxing. Anyway, I think The Batman is a perfect movie. There's not one second that I did not enjoy. There was not one second wasted. It's a three-hour movie. And I... I'm one of those people that doesn't like the longer runtime uh, thing that we have going on as a society. Like, Hollywood is now making two-and-a-half-hour movies the standard. I'm, I like a good hour-and-a-half movie. I like a good hour-and-fifty-minute movie. So, for me to say that in a three-hour superhero movie where I'm not even, like, obsessed with a superhero that we're talking about, I'm not obsessed with Batman. But I'm saying it's a perfect movie. Come on. If you have any doubt. If you're listening to this and you have not seen the Batman. Or you. You know still are like. Well I don't know if it's worth the hype. I don't know if it's. It is. It is worth it. Go. Run. Buy the ticket. Get a popcorn bucket. I got a Batman popcorn bucket. And a Batman cup. It's worth it. I could probably sell this for a thousand dollars someday. With the fucking way this movie's going so yeah that's my that's my that's my talk about the batman i loved it i adored it thank you pattinson thank you miss kravitz thank you mr dono and mr reeves and everyone else involved i appreciate you sometimes when i talk i don't breathe enough (laughs) like i'm just like (sighs) breathe okay what are we doing now? What are we, this is an intermission. Let's let's talk about the let's let's give a little commercial break. Why don't we? I just came up with this on the spot. Commercial break. So um, I have a TikTok. So that's important for you to know. If you want like short sixty second reviews on stuff, because I know. Listen, my attention span has been ruined by things like Instagram and TikTok. I understand. <laughs> I get it. So if you want like little reviews. 60 second reviews, go follow me on TikTok. I also post just like funny TikToks. Some of them have nothing to do with movies. Um, I posted one of my dog. So if you want to go see my dog, then head over to my TikTok, which, oh my God, what is my TikTok username? Oh my fucking God. Oh, it's just the casual critic. I have to have different usernames on every platform because it wasn't, the same one wasn't available. So on TikTok, it's just the casual critic. Go follow me on there. I've got really funny videos, okay, like I said, 60 second reviews, so, you know, the shorter, more compact reviews, some of them are, like, shorter versions of my YouTube videos, like, on my YouTube channel, I did my February favorites, where I talked about my favorites of stuff that I watched, and read, and listened to, and stuff like that, but then I've got a shorter version on my TikTok, so that's convenient, and then I've just got, like, funny stuff, like, I posted one today about uh, a filter I used where I did Smasher Pass for cartoon moms. So, hey, it's funny stuff. I've also got an Instagram where I post this stuff, you know, the 60-second reviews, along with sneak peeks of what I'm posting on my YouTube channel. So, the day before stuff comes out on my YouTube channel, I will post it on my story on my Instagram. And so, you get like a sneak peek at what's coming. So, my Instagram is the casual critic underscore. So, go follow me over there. I would very much appreciate it. I've also got a Twitter. I'm having a little trouble with my Twitter. I don't know what the fuck to put on there. But, I'll figure it out. <laughs> so, go follow 
follow me on Twitter. I know that was a terrible commercial for my Twitter account. What's my username on here? I think it's ca it's uh, casual critic underscore. So there you go. Um, I post like when my YouTube videos are live on there. But if you follow me on YouTube, just 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 subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's the casual critic. That's where all the the main main stuff is going. And I'm proud of my YouTube channel. I'm working on it. Okay, I got a pretty pretty good setup for the most part. So um, yeah, go follow me over there. Posting like new movie reviews as stuff comes out, but also like some old movies that are famous that I just haven't seen yet and that I want to talk about when I do see them. As my throat makes a noise. I'm sorry, I just took a drink. Okay, next item on the agenda. Let's talk about the SAG Awards. Okay, I, you know, I already mentioned this, but I like to talk about award shows. I do. I know a lot of people don't. That's okay. I find them interesting. I like to see who won. I get kind of into it. Not so much the SAG Awards, to be honest with you. I'm more of an Oscar, Golden Globe. Not so much Emmy. But I'm more Oscar and Golden Globes type stuff. Um, I, I like some of the music awards, but not as much of the movie stuff. Because with the music, it's just whatever is popular. Which, that's kind of how it is in the movies too, but not as much, I don't think. So, anyway, let's get into the SAG Awards. Those were, I don't know, what, a week or so ago? I know I'm a little late, but that's okay. So, let's get right into it. I'm not going to do a lot of the TV ones. I honestly didn't know that the SAG Awards did movies and TV. I find that very interesting. But, um, I don't watch a lot of new TV. Like, as they're out right now. I mean, I do some. Like, I didn't see Euphoria Season 2, but I did watch Season 1 when it came out. Like, when it came out. Um, what else? What other new TV shows? I mean, sometimes I watch stuff on Netflix. Like, Netflix TV shows. But, honestly... I don't do that a lot. So I'm not going to talk about a lot of the TV shows. I'm going to talk about them a little bit. But uh, the SAG Awards. So let's get into Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Leading Role. I think... No, I haven't. I thought I'd seen all of them, but I haven't. So let's go through the nominees. Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos. I did not see this fucking movie. This movie gets nominated like it's... I don't know. Like it's a masterpiece. I didn't see it. I heard it was not that great. So I don't know why the fuck it keeps getting nominated for everything. I don't have an opinion on Mr. Javier Bardem in this movie. I didn't watch it. Benedict Cumberbatch was nominated for The Power of the Dog. Um, the Power of the Dog was one of my favorite movies last year. If I had to pick one out of this list, besides the winner, I would definitely pick Benedict Cumberbatch. I thought he was amazing. I've talked about The Power of the Dog in my other podcast episodes. I don't want to talk about these for a crazy amount of time, so I've already done that. But, um, yeah, I loved that movie, and I loved Mr. Cumberbatch in that movie. Next one is Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. I'm surprised that he got nominated for Tick, Tick, Boom. I didn't love it. I know it was insanely popular. I think that's probably why I got nominated. But I did like Andrew Garfield, and I do love him as an actor. I love him so much. He is so cute. Um, then Denzel Washington and the Tragedy of Macbeth. I'm not surprised at this nomination. I don't love Shakespeare's stuff, but I did watch it, and, I mean, did I understand it? Yeah, but not really, but he did a great job. And then the winner was Will Smith 
in King Richard. I like the winner. I do feel like it's deserved. I agree with this. A plus. Um, King Richard was really good. Will Smith. It was one of my favorite Will Smith performances. It's definitely not my favorite. But I could definitely see like the, the passion, the intensity. He did a really, really good job. My favorite Will Smith performance is The Pursuit of Happiness, which if you've never seen it, grab a tissue and go fucking watch it right now. Okay, let's do Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Leading Role. Now, I'm going to be honest, I do not at all agree with the person who won, but that's okay. Let's get into the nominees, and then I'll say the winner. So, Olivia Coleman was nominated for The Lost Daughter. The Lost Daughter was one of my favorite movies of last year. Um, probably top five movies of last year. I loved Olivia Coleman. I definitely was rooting for her. She did not win. Uh, Lady Gaga. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Lady Gaga was uh, nominated for House of Gucci. I love Lady Gaga. I think she's a great actress. I am happy for her to get recognition in her acting. Obviously, she was in The Stars Born, which blew up, uh, and she was great in. Do I think she was great in the House of Gucci? I don't think she was terrible. I thought House of Gucci was a bad movie. Like, I thought they had all these really, well, I don't like Jared Leto, but like Adam Driver and Lady Gaga. And honestly, I forget everyone else in that movie because I didn't like the movie. But, you know, they had really good actors, but the movie was just shit. The movie was shit. And I think Lady Gaga did the best that she could with what she had. But she did not deserve a nomination. I'm sorry. You were putting a bad movie, honey. Um, yeah, I don't know why she was nominated. Jennifer Hudson in Respect. Um, I saw Respect. I thought it was an okay movie. It was a biopic that, of course, followed... The exact same formula to the T that every other biopic, especially about singers, has. I'm not a huge fan of biopics. I am, you know, I like Jennifer Hudson. And obviously, who's not a fan of Aretha Franklin? Hello. But I didn't love the movie. I thought she did a pretty good job. I don't know about the nomination, I'm going to be honest. It's just like a biopic. It's just the same old, same old, same old, same old. Anyway, I'm not, like, mad at it. I just don't know. I just don't know. And then Nicole Kidman was nominated for being in The Ricardos, which I already talked about. I didn't see. Heard it was bad. Don't get all the award nonsense. And then the winner, oh, God bless it. The winner was Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye. Now... I love Jessica Chastain. I love her to death. I think she's a great actress. She's one of my favorite actresses of all time. And The Eyes of Tammy Faye was a decent movie. It wasn't bad. Um, and I I think she deserved the nomination alone for just the transformation that she went for that movie. She did not deserve to win. She did not deserve to win. If I could pick one, it would 1,000% be Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter. One of my favorite movies, Olivia Coleman was great. I don't know. I hope this is not a reflection on who's going to win for the Oscars. Because sometimes it is. And if Jessica Chastain gets that fucking Oscar, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed as hell. 
Okay, now let's do outstanding male performance in the supporting role. Um, so first off, this is fucking crazy. Ben Affleck in the Tender Bar. I haven't heard of this movie at all. I haven't seen Ben Affleck get nominated in any like any other kind of awards. I don't know what the fuck this is. So I have no opinion. I don't know why the fuck he's here. I can tell just by like what I'm seeing on these lists. The SAG Awards, they do it a little different, okay? Um, like Bradley Cooper. He was nominated for Licorice Pizza. Haven't seen any other award buzz for him at all. Um, I didn't see Licorice Pizza. I really don't intend to see Licorice Pizza. I hear it's... <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't like what it's about. So, uh, but Bradley Cooper. Good on you, dude. If anything, he should have been nominated for Nightmare Alley if you're going to put Bradley Cooper on there. Anyway, fucking Jared Leto in House of Gucci. Who's, who, who, who did that? Who put him on this list? He was terrible. He was terrible in House of Gucci. House of Gucci is not a good movie, babes. It's not a good movie. Jared Leto does not in any way deserve the nomination. I'm so thankful he didn't win. I would have actually caught somebody. Then the next one we got on the list who would have been my front runner is Cody Smith McPhee. Hope I'm saying your name right, baby. He was nominated for The Power of the Dog. I loved him in that movie. Thought he did a fantastic job. I did not know who the fuck he was. So I don't know if he's been in stuff or not. I haven't ever seen him in anything, but he did great in the movie. The person who won was Troy Kotzer. Hope I'm saying your name right. In Coda. Now, Coda has received a bunch of nominations for all kinds of stuff. I still haven't seen it, and that's on me. I definitely need to watch it. So, I'm not going to say that I disagree with this win, because I didn't watch it, and I'm hearing really good things about it, so it probably is the most deserved out of this bunch. But just from stuff that I have seen, I would have picked Cody Schmidt McPhee. But, again, I have not seen Coda. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. Let's go to females, uh, female in the supporting role, let's do, what the fuck, oh, I read the wrong line, okay, so the first person we have on here, I do not know how to say her first name, her last name is Balfi, Balfi, um, she was in Belfast, which I planned to go see in theaters, and then I just didn't, because I'm an asshole, so I didn't see it, but I heard some pretty good things about it, I would say that the nomination's probably warranted, she didn't win, but hey, good on you. Then Kate Blanchett was nominated for Nightmare Alley. Did y'all see the fucking dress she had on? Did y'all see the fucking dress she had on? Damn. God, I love Kate Blanchett. Um, yeah, I I agree with this with this nomination. She did not get nominated for an Oscar, I don't believe. I don't remember that. But um yeah, she was really good. She was fucking scary. And I love Kate Blanchett. She is one of the best actresses of all time. Then uh, Kristen Dunst got nominated for The Power of the Dog. She was fine in the movie. Like, I, she definitely didn't do a bad job. I think a nomination's probably deserved. Uh, she didn't win, which I agree with. So, there you go. And then we have Miss Ruth, which her last name, I don't want to mess that up. That would be bad. So, Miss Ruth from Passing, which I've been wanting to see for so long. I haven't yet. I'm going to soon. 
Um, it was directed by Rebecca Hall, which I love her as well, and I hear it's really, really good, so I'm sure that the nomination was very well-deserved. I haven't seen it yet, but I do plan to do that. And the person who won is Ariana DeBose in West Side Story as Anita. Definitely out of these um, nominees and just what I've seen, 1,000% agree with this win. I thought she was absolutely amazing. I loved her in West Side Story. As a whole, I didn't love West Side Story. Like, it was fine, but I loved Anita. Oh, my God, I loved her. Okay, let's do Outstanding Performance by a Cast in a motion picture. This is a weird uh, category. It's just interesting. Let me take a drink. It's just interesting. Okay, so we got Belfast. I didn't see it. I'm sorry. We got Don't Look Up. Y'all quit fucking putting Don't Look Up and, sh and nominate it. Don't nominate that shit. Don't do it. Quit it. And we got House of Gucci. I mean, the cast, yeah, is insane. You have Adam Driver, Lady Gaga, Sama Hayek, Jared Leto, Al Pacino. Like, it's insane. It wasn't a good movie. Quit it, y'all. Damn. Like, what is it? What is it? Is it because it's Ridley Scott? Because let's all be honest. Ooh, I want to talk about this too in this episode real quick. Um, let's be honest. Ridley Scott did The Last Duel and House of Gucci last year. The Last Duel is a far superior movie. Far superior movie. And I'm going to get into that in a minute after we do this because I want to talk about it. But, uh, yeah, The Last Duel hasn't got shit. And we need to shut the fuck up about House of Gucci. King Richard also got nominated. Definitely think that, that should have been nominated. And the winner was Coda, which I just need to fucking watch already. Jesus. Oh... Yeah, and then the other stuff for the SAG Awards was like TV shows, which I don't watch a lot of new ones. But I really need to see The Mayor of Easttown, because it's got Kate Winslet and Evan Peters. It's been nominated like fucking crazy, and I love Kate Winslet, and I just need to watch it. And then I really wanted Sandra Oh to win for The Chair, which I did watch. It was on Netflix. But uh, Gene Smart won in that category, and I love Gene Smart. Gene Smart is 1,000% underrated, um, and I'm very glad that she won. Gene Smart is from Design and Women. If you've never seen Design and Women, you need to go watch it. I love Miss Gene Smart as Charlene. <laughs> okay, real quick, this is not on my agenda, so I'm just going off the fly. I want to talk about The Last Duel for a minute. Hang on, I'm moving my table if you hear it. I'm sorry. I gotta sit up for this, because I'm gonna get heated. Okay, so, if you don't know what The Last Duel was, because not a lot of people fucking saw it, because people have no fucking taste. So, The Last Duel has got Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Adam Driver, and my lady that I love, Jodie Comer. I think she is the best actress to ever live. The Last Duel is about, it's a true story, I think it was like in France, maybe, back in the way, way, way back in the medieval times, and Jodie Comer claims to have gotten sexually assaulted, I'm not going to say the R word because I don't want to get this flagged or taken down because guidelines on shit like, what? My fucking mic just, anyway, guidelines on stuff like that is weird. So she got sexually assaulted by another knight guy, 
and nobody believed her. And the movie is told from three different perspectives. So it's told from Jodie, Com- Jodie Comer's husband first, which is Matt Damon. And then it's told by Adam Driver, who is the person who sexually assaulted her. And then it's told by hers. And they're all told in different ways, which I think is a really cool way to do a movie because you really see from the different points of view how these men, these disgusting men think when they do things like this. Like, it just shows that. But then it all it shows the real story at the end, which is Jodie Comer's side. And I just think that that's an interesting way to do it. There is a... Very difficult to watch scene in it where you see what Adam Driver does to Jodie Comer. It's gut-wrenching. It's made me nauseous. It made me cry very hard. Like, it's it's a hard movie to watch, but it's important. It tells a very important fucking story. And every time, this is what I want to talk about with this movie. I'm not talking about a review. I think, I thought it was a great movie, okay? Um... Jodie Comer, unfucking matched. She did not receive one nomination for anything for any award, and I'm pissed about that. But I'm not getting into review. What I want to talk about this movie is every time I see someone yelling about it on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, they're saying it's a bad movie. They they hated it. They thought it was not done very well. Whatever. They didn't like that. It was told from three different points of view. You know who the fuck it always is? Some fucking guy. Some fucking mid, like, 20, I was going to say middle-aged, I don't know why I said that. Some guy in their mid-20s who's white, who's a fucking scrawny little man who hates the last duel. Fuck you. If you are like that, this is for you. Fuck you. That's, oh. Oh. Do you not have any fucking self-awareness, you piece of shit? Do you not have any awareness? The movie, oh, of course you wouldn't like it. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I just get really fucking uh, aggravated. And I think that is absolutely ridiculous. And you should really rethink why you don't like that movie, you idiot. You should really, if you have a problem with that movie, like a a problem in, in what it's about or how they tell the story or whatever, you really need to take a look at yourself. If you thought it was a boring movie, you really need to take a fucking look at yourself and ask why you thought a story about a woman getting sexually assaulted and trying to defend herself back in the time where you could die for an accusation like that, back in a time where if you, if someone said that you enjoyed it, the assault that it wasn't assault because you enjoyed it. If you think a movie like that is boring or not a good, it's just not a good movie, guys. It's just not a good, shut up. You need to think about where you're coming from in that. That's all I'll fucking say. Do I think it was a perfect movie as far as like a movie, like technically speaking as a movie? No. Do I think it's an incredibly important movie that probably all men should be forced to, to watch? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Stories like that are important. With a capital I. Especially for men to watch. You should watch that. Oh, and if you, like, felt nothing while watching that, if you didn't cry, if, if your stomach didn't turn 
if you did not give a shit about it, take a fucking look at yourself. That's all I got to say on The Last Duel. And I love Jodie Comer. God, I hope she's okay. That's probably very traumatizing to film and to act in, I'm sure. So, yeah, that's all I want to say. I just, I saw, like, recently within the past few days, I saw a few TikToks almost in a row on my For You page of just a bunch of white men complaining that they hated The Last Duel. If you did not like The Last Duel and you're a man, you really need to think about that. You really need to think about why you hate it. Because it's... If you hate it for certain reasons, like, if you hate it for, like, technically speaking, that's one thing. If you hate the story and what it's about because you think it's boring, you need to take a look about that. You need to you need to take a look about that, babe. Okay. That's going to do it for this episode. Okay, go subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's The Casual Critic. Go uh, follow me on Instagram. It's The Casual Critic underscore... Follow me on TikTok at The Casual Critic. Thank you very much for listening. I've got three new videos coming out on YouTube every single week, so please go check those out. And I've got a new podcast right here coming out every Saturday, so be on the lookout for that. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Love ya. Goodbye.